SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. 0614-104-107. Your tweet at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 86 We're in conversation next with Zakel Ndlovu, who's a political science lecturer at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. The African National Congress says it has served both ESCOM and former CEO Andre Dereiter with court papers following last week's interview with journalist Annika Larson. Dereiter alleged that there were people in the ruling party who were using the power utility as the cash cow. The ruling party initially gave the writer seven days to provide evidence of what he alleged to discuss the dynamics around um, a ruling party taking a state-owned entity to court. We are now joined on the line by Zakel Ndlovu. Zakel, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. When Zagalani? You know, Zakel, <laughs> because when I was speaking to um, this ANC member who was telling me about the papers and he was saying that the reason that they felt that they should serve the papers on ESCOM as well was because at the time when um, Andre Dereiter had the interview, it was um, Andre Dereiter was still the CEO of ESCOM, which which is understandable. But the dynamics here are so weird because it is the governing party which has a deployee who is the shareholder of ESCOM. And then, of course, there is the deployment committee of the ANC that deploys people who will be serving on the board. So what's your reading into what's happening here? Yeah, it sounds really weird. I mean, I can understand them taking Andrew Deruta to court, but ESCOM, it really doesn't make sense because it's it's a, a state-owned enterprise. And the people who are serving at ESCOM are deployees, basically. Uh, so I, for me, this is very bizarre that they would take ESCOM to court. But in the case of Ali Deruta, you could make an argument that maybe is understandable. But even there, um, we live in a country where we've been trying to encourage people to be whistle, to be whistleblowers, uh, and so taking someone who's basically a whistleblower to court. We are basically, basically discouraging them, or uh, we, we are discouraging South Africans to be whistle. Is 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 it, is it inadvertently that 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 that's what you're doing, or could that be the intention? Because we know the issue around whistleblowers has been a major one, even during the State Capture Commission of Inquiry, with some of the recommendations there. And I remember even the current or suspended public protector and the former public protector have raised issues around that. We need to create legislation that protects that protects whistleblowers. However, though, in this particular case, as uh, Mondlingu Gubele said yesterday, the minister in the presidency is that it's underrated. It's the CEO of ESCOM. You'd expect him to come forward, and he's no ordinary citizen. Yeah, that's what is very interesting, because Andrew Deruta is not an ordinary citizen. He's a very powerful man. He served as CEO of ESCOM, so he's not just a, a more average or regular citizen. Um, but also here, I, I, I think we need to look at both sides. Um, you know, on the one hand, you have an organization which is largely perceived as corrupt. And then so uh, the allegations that Andy Geruta is making is feeding into those allegations that the ANC is a corrupt organization. But also by its own admission, the ANC has said, even including senior members, 
including uh, former President Kabul Big, have said that uh, the ANC uh, needs to fight corruption. There is corruption in the ANC, that it needs to fight uh, this corruption. And it talks about renewal uh, to cleanse itself of this uh, corruption, which has become endemic. So, um, you know, to take someone like the Roots to court could be perceived as ANC being defensive and not wanting to uh, be seen as an organization that is corrupt, even though some of its senior members have acknowledged that uh, it is corrupt. But I think, as you know, we have about a year before the next general elections, and so I think maybe it's a question of time to make sure that, um, you know, it is not largely perceived as corrupt. So. It could be a matter of a definition of character here. They said that the route is um, you know, making the ANC look bad in the eyes of voters. But as I, as I have said, there are similar members of the ANC who have um, made similar allegations in the past. And I see that News24 is running with a story that um, that Andre Terreiter had actually informed the police commissioner, Fani Masimula, about some of the evidence uh, and the corruption that they've unearthed at, um, at, at ESCOM. And then there were further meetings that took place where, um, the, where the ministers were informed as well, including Minister Godan, even the president for that matter. And remember that it was the president um, who had also come out to say that Andre the Reiter must go to the police. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, at this point, I seriously doubt that Andre the Reiter would just go and make this education in public before he has consulted with some senior members. And, and in this case, I would think um, the Minister of Public Enterprises uh, um, Mr. Kodan and including the president, um, and I, I think he has alluded to the fact that he, he, he did consult with um, the minister, as we have just pointed out. So, in that sense, uh, you know, maybe he felt frustrated that um, you know, he wasn't being taken seriously, so he felt the need to go and say this in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the time Yeah. And uh, just a quick final one. I was looking at the State of Capture report. And in the State of Capture report, uh, the allegation, for instance, that was made at the time, um, the, the, the then Deputy Minister of Finance, uh, Jonas, who had said that he was offered around 600 million rand by the Guptas and a case that was lodged with the public protector. Um, and one of the questions that the public protector had to deal with was whether there was a violation of the executive ethics um, code when the president at the time, Jacob Zuma, did not did not investigate further the allegations that have been made by, um, by, by, by Jonas. I wonder in this particular case as well, where um, this allegation is being made by a CEO of a parastatal, whether there's an obligation on the president because um, his ministers are being implicated, even though not by name, um, but by mere mention that there are ministers who have spoken about that um, people would need to eat um, also, whether the president on his end should then also conduct his own investigation. Yeah, look, um, I've seen reports 
that say that the president has demanded that Mr. Deruta uh, go and report this message to the police and, and so on and so on. Uh, but I, I think that uh, if, if, if I were in the president's shoes, I would take this matter very seriously, uh, you know, including setting up maybe even a commission. But we've had so many commissions that have not yielded any result. But I, I think if if President Ramaphosa wants to be seen to be someone who takes these matters very, very seriously, he needs to take some action um, and not just... Uh, throw the bone um, at uh, the root, but I, I, I think he needs to take some steps from his side to say, look, uh, I'm, I'm very concerned about it. I'm troubled by this. Uh, you know, So he needs to take some steps himself as the president of, of the country because you know he's the one who spoke about the nine wasted years. So if, he's, if he doesn't do anything about this matter, this, this, this is going to mean that we've got, we have had another five wasted years uh, under his watch uh, yeah. because he, remember, he campaigned on the platform of, you know, fighting corruption. So when he first campaigned to be president of the ANC and, and, and the head of the country, his, his main point was that he is going to be fighting corruption, which again, uh, like I have said that in the past, ANC members, senior members have alluded to the fact that there is corruption in the, in the ANC. So by virtual thing, talking about wanting to fight corruption is an acknowledgement in itself that so there is corruption. Yep. And so as someone who campaigned on that platform, he needs to do something so that people don't end up saying that we've had another five for state years yep. under his watch. Thank you so much for your time. Zaki Lendovu, political science lecturer at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Lucky on WhatsApp saying that Eldon, it doesn't mean that if you don't understand, um, sorry, it doesn't mean if you don't understand something that there is something weird about it. ESCOM is a, jur- a, a, juris- a juristic person and can sue or be sued. Uh, so serving it with papers is not weird. ANC is a political party, does not run ESCOM. How but lucky? It is the ANC, which is the governing party that we are speaking of. It is the ANC, the governing party, which perhaps is also privy to certain information. But it's just about the optics. Um, I know that, um, that, of course, any individual, any organization can be taken to court. But I'm speaking about the optics of it that it is uh, the governing party. It's not just any political party that we're speaking about here. It is the governing party that we are speaking about. And the governing party is taking this entity um, to court. Um, and it has served it with a let- with letters of demand. And um, within seven days, I think it was served on Tuesday, I was told, it was served on Tuesday. So by next week, we would know whether, I was told that ESCOM hasn't responded and Andre Director hasn't responded as, as yet. But, um, but next week, we would then know what the next step would be and how does all of this play out in court. 0614-104-107, tweeted Aldrin St. Pierre and our studio line is 86 2032